With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Good news, everyone. I'm back, man. Jake C. Lee. I'm Everybody else sucks! Oh, hell. Oh, no. It's every I've ever had. Excuse me? It's time to check the link. Pretty crazy, huh? But it doesn't matter because none of this has anything to do with the show. You know what? You just made the list! <laughs> oh, wait, you serious? Let me laugh even harder. It's all in football. Sure, we talk about it all the time. Really? No. Love you, Ducks. All on football on FTN. If you want to get 20% off, code all in, get you 20% off over at the fantasy. FTN fantasy. That'd be a specific word. <laughs> the, fantasy it the fantasy with Chris Meany over there. If you want to get the athletic fantasy, you can just click on one of my articles and you know save and get probably a dollar per month. I think that's still going on. Congratulations once again. Announced two winners yesterday, Chris, for the nice. t-shirts. Uh, reminder... I'll give out another two, not just one, but you're falling behind. You just got to get 50 likes and 50 comments. We're like somewhat there. I think we're in the 30s on the likes. Yesterday's show, that being Tuesday, that being August 23rd's show with Warren. 50 comments, 50 likes, I'll give away two. I'm still giving away one, but I'll still give away two if you do it. Comment after, like after the show. Still do it on this one, too, because that's how you enter the contest. That's how you win potential Band Kickers t-shirt, which the Jaguars went from being my favorite team of all time then being my least favorite because they brought another kicker in. I thought we had something special for about seven hours, Chris, and then the Jaguars were no longer my favorite team. Did they bring someone in last night? I saw you tweet. Yeah, I had a yeah. good laugh Schefter. at your at your video. So they so okay. Well, I mean, it would be nice to roll without a kicker all year. That'd be funny, but you know, could you? No, it wouldn't be funny. That would be the most entertaining team in the NFL. Could you imagine if you it really never would be. if you never kicked a field goal? That'd be so much fun. Yeah, and you know, if you're Jacksonville, you shouldn't settle. You should be trying to put up go. six every time. Yeah. Hey, look, look, I didn't settle. Took me 7,000 years to find somebody to finally marry. Like, come on, Jaguars. We're on the same squad yeah. over here. Don't settle. Don't settle. Meany was in a draft last night. He was in the Superflex online. He was Superflex Flex Leagues online league to get. There's a lot mm-hmm. of flex stuff in there. Anyway, we're talking about that. Let's kind of break down some of the picks, not just from a super flex standpoint, which we recommend. Again, everybody give it a try. It doesn't have to be your only way to play, but give it another try. It brings back to the value of the quarterbacks. Hint, yeah. five quarterbacks went the first one through five off the board. Yeah. And we'll talk about your team. We'll talk about different strategies for that. 
and more from the preseason news. Uh, I promised I was going to ask you, Chris. We talked about it yesterday, so we don't have to spend a lot of time on it. But I wanted to ask you about the Travis Kelsey thing we talked about yesterday. I jokingly kind of talked to you, is he even top three? But I said this <laughs> yesterday, Chris. Is there a world where we could argue that Travis Kelsey is the third tight end in 2022, that Mark Andrews is clearly the number one after just what happened last year, that Kyle Pitts coming off 1,000 yards and only one touchdown, that he takes a step forward – and all of a sudden, Kelsey is now number three, especially because of the snaps. The snaps have been one for one. I said this yesterday, one for one in the preseason. It's not going to be in the 60% range, but as we headed out on Monday, you teased it. It's now age 33 season. They're starting to monitor his workload. It's a different yeah. offense than we're used to seeing. Is there a world? Or like, I guess more so this is there a world because, of course, there's a world, yes. What's the odds that you would place on a one to ten scale where Kelsey's not just not the number one, he's not even the number two tight end this year? Oh man, like I, I'd say there's a I'd say there's like a seventy five percent chance that he's not the the tight end one. I like maybe even higher than that. But we just saw it last year. The so two you know, I, I could see Pitts I could see Pitts uh finishing ahead of him. I, I'd say like a I'd say like a 60% chance maybe that he finishes as, as number three. I think That's what we strong. chatted about on Monday was he's still elite. He's still awesome. He's fantastic. Yes. He's a little bit older to your point. They kind of have a, a couple other backup tight ends that they seem to like. Maybe they can filter inside the red zone as well, but you know, there has been, he's played so much over the years. Uh, there's, it seems like some injuries that he's played through, but I think the overall takeaway for me with Kelsey is that he, and Mayo said this when I joined him, and I know you do some stuff with Pat as well. When I was up in his studio last week, we we chatted about Kelsey, and he's always just been a big Kelsey guy. Like, Kelsey first round, Kelsey first round, I'll always do it. I have the edge on everybody at the tight end position. But now that gap isn't as significant anymore. Like, I don't think you need to take him end of the first or early second, especially if you feel as strong about Andrews and Pitts that you, where you can get these guys into the third. So that gap between him – and the other two guys, not as significant. So I don't think it's really needed uh, at that point. But man, like Pitts, 15.1 yards per reception, number one among tight ends. He was one point away from finishing as a top five tight end ahead of Gronk. He had one touchdown. So you got to think a step forward for him. And then there's nothing going on in Baltimore. There really isn't. We all like Rashad Bateman. I like him too. But what's going on yeah. after that? Everyone's getting excited about likely. Like, what is I what? he's nice but come on people this is the mark andrews show in baltimore so yeah, well not even that. that not even that Ooh, let's talk about isaiah likely real quickly because maybe he's the second wide receiver in there because yeah. i put that in quotes because duvernay and prochet you know, struggling to make any noise they're deep field threats for this team uh but everybody sat here hated Pitts, hated him for last year because yeah. we wanted to take him in the fifth, sixth round because he's Kyle Pitts and because he's a freak athlete and he's not, a, and I put it in quotes because he's not a typical tight end. He's essentially a wide receiver playing the tight end position. So exactly. we sat here, we, the industry, like people playing, got mad at Kyle Pitts because he wasn't top three. He put up a thousand yards, the one touchdown you mentioned. We sat here and said, well, this is what happens. Rookie tight ends barely ever do anything. Evan Ingram, even when he did his thing, wasn't even that great, but it was great because no Odell Beckham, no Sterling Shepard, and there was nobody left on that team. So we crap on and crap on and crap on and crap on a rookie tight ends. And then Isaiah Likely 
has yeah. two good preseason games and everybody's losing their damn minds. Like I felt like I was, I, I, I'm glad you said something, Chris. I thought I was losing my damn mind. Like, okay, sure. He's third in targets behind Bateman and Andrews. Guess what? He's still tight end 20. Like, is he going to have a better season yeah. than Cole Komet had last year with zero touchdowns? No, no. And I, I, you know, a couple, I've been doing a lot of underdog best balls. I just get bored at night and I like the draft. So I've been doing a couple of these and I've noticed he's gone ahead of like Brevin Jordan. I saw him go ahead of Njoku one. We can settle down a little bit. He went up against third string defenses. They played like a zone. Like, of course he was going to just be open all over the field. And I was Huntley just he's that good as a player. Yeah. Him. He's, he is good. And, and maybe we'll try, we're talking about him at some point this season, but yeah, I don't know, man. I, he's not going to be a top 20 tight end. Like, he's a good couple no, of preseason. Somebody's, he's like a good player. Somebody's drafting him in the 13th round right now, and guess what? You're going to drop him in week one or week two. You just, yeah. you're, you just wasted a pick. Just out the window. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Uh, window. I'm going to watch, watch Mark Andrews get hurt week one. And everybody's gonna, but I, even well, then, I mean, that's a different story, but he still wouldn't be a top 10 tight end. We wouldn't just put likely as like a top five tight end immediately, I don't think. No. <laughs> There's you not much going take, on in Baltimore, though. That is for sure. You would still take Hawkinson and Goddard. You would still yeah, oh, yeah. take probably Ertz if healthy. I like him. Hey, you know what? Real quick, I didn't have this on here. Uh, a lot. I like a lot of the comments. Thank you for everybody. Uh, Matt and Jay. Jay Dust was actually the one that brought up uh, something I've said many times. Mariota made Delaney Walker. And by the way, Rashard yeah. Matthews that same year was a top twenty wide receiver. He was wide receiver Absolutely. eighteen. And that was pinned in my head that he was like, yeah. grit. It was, you know who it was? You know what the numbers were? Oh, my gosh. Juju Smith-Schuster's in my last year's trash. I told you he was going to be there. I told you <laughs> that he finished wide receiver 18 and wide receiver, I think it was like 26 in points per game two years ago. Didn't get 1,000 yards. But he's still wide receiver 18 and still in the 20s in points per game. You replicate almost that stat line, and that was what Rashard Matthews did. It was basically yeah, I, like I don't... that stat line. That's amazing. I don't think Mariota is that bad. I mean, we'll see Ritter, but I don't think in you know, we haven't seen him in a couple of years. He's he's fine, man. Like I like that comment too. Uh, Delaney Walker was was fine. I know he made a nice throw, and that's what I asked. That's what Bob Harris asked me yesterday on Sirius, and he's like, "Oh, you must have been loving it when, you know, spoiler alert, I drafted Pitts last night. Oh, you must have been loving it that you know Marcus Mariota was able to hook up with Pitts." And I was just like, "Yeah, yeah, I was loving it. It's a good sign." But like, he's just such a mismatch, right? Just. Throw it up to him, and he's going to come away with it more times than not. So I was going to ask, that's what I was going to get to, is that I haven't really thought to brought this up until you say it, bring this up. I haven't brought it up, unless I could use my contacts properly, is Zach Hurts. Mm. Do we get worried? Or, you know, because he's such a veteran at this point, he has been out since the beginning of – this was before we went and did the live flex draft the first weekend of August. He's been mm. out, essentially, the entire month of August. Yeah. But he's a veteran. He's Zach Ertz. You know, yeah. he played with Kyle Murray. It's not a new team. It's not a tight end that's trying to make it up the depth chart. It's not... Do we get worried at any point? Or, or are we just kind of like, as long as he's ready for week one? I, I, think he, I think you have to have something in the back of your mind. Like, not a ton of worry, but you'd like to see him out there. <laughs> you really would. You'd like to see him out. If he could, if he could, I don't know, following Zach Ertz's whole career, man, in Philly, like, this guy plays through a lot of stuff, and I feel mm -hmm. like he would like to be out there. Like, if you had a conversation one-on-one -on -one without cameras and mics, like, you want to be out there. Like, obviously, I'd like to be out there, and if he could be out there, he would be, you know, building a rapport more with Kyler and, and a bit of a new offense with Hollywood in there. Um, you know what? I thought he was toast two years ago. I really did. He was playing through a and foot injury. He, yeah, he just he just didn't look good. He wasn't really um, the same sort of guy. It looked like he was just really running through mud. Uh, I was like, man. 
when it happens, it happens. Like Zach Ertz was elite for years. I mean, that season with what was it, Kittle and him and Kelsey, these guys were all setting records that one year. They were all breaking them. And yeah, he just kind of fell off after that. I think I'm I don't have too many shares of him. You know, he's kind of in that commit range where I wait a couple more rounds and grab him. But I, I'm not totally worried. I think he'll be fine. He'll play through it. But man, they do have a lot of tight ends on, on that squad too, right? That maybe over time he. But they locked him up. Right? They signed Trey, him to Trey like a three or four year deal. <laughs> yeah, I think McBride was yeah. was arguably the best tight end in the draft. Best tight end. He draft. got buried yeah. there. Yeah, but more thinking long term. Totally. I'll worried. stick with the Cardinals real quick because Albert brought up the news that's kind of breaking us. We're doing, eh, breaking <laughs> because they're talking about Darrell Williams yeah, might get cut, that. but. Is he though? Like they, you know, they said they hasn't seen a lot of use in the preseason, but it kind of turned that towards like. It's funny. We I talked. I brought it up with Morin yesterday. This is another one. Like, wh why are people heading in two different directions with the same story? So we had the story of Damian Williams not getting a lot of work, but he's locked into being the two or three with Algier, that, making Cordell Patterson the one. But it's it's Damian Williams Algier, and they've they know Damian Williams. They know he's a veteran. They know what he can do. Let's keep him healthy. Flip side, Arizona, a week ago, the reports were they were doing the same thing. They know who Darrell Williams is. He's out there. He's behind James Conner with Eno Benjamin. If something happened to Conner, that's where he is, backing him up. Keontae Ingram might make the team, might not. A rookie like hasn't done a whole lot. But now we get the news today that he's going to be – like, what? How, how do you have one Williams doing one thing and one Williams doing the other thing? Yeah, I don't know. And I think he only had one touch, but I just assumed, like, whatever. He's kind of like a veteran. Right? Like, what do you need to a... see from Daryl Williams? But exactly. I guess the, the overall wondering. question, Chris, is do we care? Are we even drafting any backups for the Cardinals, or is it just going to be a mess if Connor goes down? I, th I think it would be a mess if Connor went down. That's why I, th I feel like there's value to have Williams, because he wasn't really just a pass catcher last year in Kansas City. He was he was running between the tackles a little bit. There was a couple games, especially when CEH was out, that they gave him the benefit of the doubt. Like, here you go. Like, run between the tackles. Can Eno do that? Uh, I don't know. Can Ingram do that? No. I, 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 exactly. Maybe. So if Connor goes down, yeah, I think th I think this would clear things up a little bit. I've, you know, taken shots on him, and Eno is my last pick in deep drafts just because Chase, if he, if somebody does solidify the third down role in Arizona, I, I think it could be significant. You know, 90 grabs, I think, for Chase Edmonds in the last two years. So I thought it would be Williams. I'm kind of surprised to hear that they are going to cut him. And I'm not shocked that he had one touch in the second preseason game. Like you said, I just feel like he's kind of a veteran guy. But, man, if he goes down, I think Eno is I think Eno's worth your attention. Like I think Eno's Chase offense. Edmonds. Split. Yeah. Back. But what funny was, is I brought this up. Uh, was it with Morin or is it on Pat? There's too many damn shows at this point. Already. The season hasn't <laughs> even started. I know. I said, it would be funny one if... Kenyon Drake ends up back with Arizona. Well, there you go. I mean, I could see it. What it makes so much sense. And see, and this is what I think I brought Cut up Williams today. I said this is the interesting thing. Drake. No, I was gonna say if you're in a league that the waiver you're already done and waivers are open, and somebody dropped Drake because they see he's being cut by the Raiders. Yeah. And you have a flyer at the end of your bench. Go pick Drake up yeah. because if yeah. Arizona picks him up today, like let's say he got he's not officially cut yet. Let's say Las Vegas cuts him tomorrow. He's on the Cardinals. People mm -hmm. would it, boom. He would be like a ninth round pick. Yeah. He would. I mean, he's no, he knows the offense. He's very familiar with it. He was like, I guess he would just take Chase Chase's role. Right? He lost his role to yeah. Connor, and it would just take Chase Edmonds. I can see him ending up there. I can see him ending up like a team like the Giants because the backups yeah. behind Barkley are Brita and Brightwell. 
I like mm-hmm. I like Jashawn Corbin. I to make that clear, but I don't know. That's again, the team might not feel similarly. By the way, I do want to answer. I appreciate people talking to AEW in the chat here, real quick. Uh, Bub's actually so it's Moxley versus Punk tonight, and so what I'm hoping for is Moxley wins. And I'm with Lee. He says Mox or some kind of run in because they might set this up and it doesn't really end tonight and they're saving it for the pay-per-view for the real like it doesn't end but i just wanted to mention also though cm punk is low-key hole i just wanted to bleep myself for that like low-key like 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 he's people love him but he's a low-key blank hole like especially when you see him like this shot taking the shots on hangman who he knew wasn't at this i'm just i'm quick rant and aw's over with hangman wasn't there like that like i know it's not scripted but it is like when it comes to like he says some things that are low-key like you're going too far but you're you're you so you get away with it like it'd almost yeah. be like if i really upped my a-hole in this chris and started saying like if it if you know what it'd be like it's like if i went on pat show and attacked you because you're not there to defend yourself <laughs> that's what it's like and then moxley comes in and it's funny and they're supposed to have the battle back and forth and he got so ticked off he tried to interrupt moxley but interrupt him not like in a wrestling people know what i'm talking about cm punk low yeah and bubble. and i'm not one of them i have no idea what you guys are talking about you have no idea what i'm talking about i could be just talking about like sunshines and rainbows and you have you're just like whatever I yeah would have whatever a, i would have had a better feel for sunshines and rainbows i think you would be hey, real quick a little better feel for let's talk about your draft real quick last night and talk about a super flex league again give it a try mm-hmm. you know go out there it brings value back to the quarterback yeah, it's a while. At least draft. one of your leagues. If you only play in one league, you know, whatever, that's fine. But, like, give it a try. So the, here's the pecking order I would do, Chris. I would go band kickers, auction, superflex. Yeah. Like, yeah. those are that's the pecking order of things you need to make happen. So yes. don't do them all at once. If you do them all at once, you're probably going <laughs> to – Auctions are like, fantastic. 80% of your league will probably be like, ah, my brain hurts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Um, yeah, auctions are fantastic. I mean, you, you kind of get whoever you want for, for the most part. If you, I mean, I guess if you really like a guy, you could just overpay. It could put you in a bad spot, but they're super fun. I highly, I highly recommend them. I think you, your entire league mates would love them. So here's what I'll do. I will be. <laughs> Sasha says, attack Pat now. And then Nathan says, CM Punk always entertaining. He is always entertaining the mic. That's why he, that's how he got to where he was. Great. I will attack somebody. I, I will. I'll pull a CM Punk. Florio's not here to defend himself. But I look. Florio's note. Look, I'm yeah, not. Had him on the show. I'm quote unquote attacking him because I want to bring up this strategy for a general. So he took Jalen Hurts with the fifth pick. It went five straight quarterbacks to start: Allen, Herbert, Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Jalen Hurts. The sixth pick is when we got off the quarterbacks. So he takes Hurts. In a super flex, but this is for everybody out there. This isn't specifically for super flex. I'm bringing this up for a point. Joe Pisapia talks about in his book every single year RPV replacement uh, player value. I forget how what he calls it. Anyway, it's about the fact that you cannot come out and be like, "Oh, I'm dominant at quarterback. I'm dominant at running back. I'm dominant at wide receiver and dominant at tight end. I'm dominant across the board." You're not going to be. That's how drafts work. That's what yeah. you have yeah. to give up something somewhere, but you're also likely to have a leg up somewhere. So the reason I'm talking about Florio's team, defending champion, by the way, is he took Hurts at five. You are now a leg up at the quarterback position. You have one of the top five. That's arguably where the tier drops, and then we go from there. You need to continue with that strength. The problem was he didn't get his second quarterback to Daniel Jones in the seventh round. He gave up his strength. He legitimately had a leg up at quarterback, 
And now by Daniel Jones being one of the weakest QB twos in the league, he's now even with the rest of the league. And his team is good. Diggs, Lamb, Fournette, Hall. But now he's just neck and neck with everybody else where you had a leg up on everybody else. Do you, do you agree with my strategy philosophy? So like, if you're going to do Hurts, he should have came back and drafted Stafford or Lance or Roger. Like, that should have been, and you would have been in a dominant position at the quarterback spot. Yeah, I think it's relative. Even, Casey just said, I think it's relative position value. You're right. Yeah, it is. It's relative position value. Yeah, PZP does some great stuff there in his book. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, feel. I think maybe if he, even if he did Fields there, you know, in the fifth potentially, it's a. I th- I'd say Fields has a a, cl- a better chance of finishing as like a, a high end quarterback. Even your two, guy, maybe which we'll get to in a minute. One. Uh, yeah, or that guy. Um, yeah, I do. I do agree. You know, he, his thinking. I think maybe you know because the first four people that took quarterbacks, they they address it again, right? You know what I mean? Like Allen with cousins, except for Fred. Zinke except didn't for Fred, Fields. but he did. Zinke. But he did field. So it's kind of like the cutoff. I think maybe close to it. Uh, and then Jackson with Lance. I mean, wow, Jackson and Lance for Bogman is uh, a nice one too. I there. know. Uh, and then yeah so i think he he, maybe he's thinking he's got himself a top five quarterback and you know he'll be good with hurts and hurts he can lean on hurts a little bit and then you know mariota will be fine or jones will be fine but he did get mariota he's got the lana (laughs) the duo there mariota and ritter yeah i i agree i think maybe you you attack it again uh i'm not shocked at how this played out like the the first five quarterbacks um, off the board like that this is usually what you'll see in a super flex yeah, so uh, it's a Soup Talk podcast. We have all those rules in this league. I love that. Uh, or her league, or whichever. Sasha, I like, f- yes, change defensive scoring is number four. I broke that down in the article, oh, yeah. Fantasy Football 101. The flex leagues are almost what I broke down. Not quite, because I don't want to shock the world in the system. <laughs> like, well, but again, defensive scoring should be more like tight ends, but also like things that make more logical sense. A safety should not be the same as an interception. What is the frequency of both of those happen? But also give points for fewer yards allowed, you know, under 500, under 400, under 300, just like points. Give points for forcing a three and out. Give points for a fourth Mm. down failing to convert. That's a turnover. Give more points for turnovers or just like balance it, like give turnovers as a whole versus the touchdowns because the, again, so anyway, it's in there. It's in the one-on-one. I broke down how to do all that if you want and make more. guess basically it turns them into tight ends where you have an elite three, four, five, six. You have some nice mid-range guys that you can do or mid-range teams that you can play matchups with. And then you have some that you just stay the living hell away from because they're <laughs> trash. It's, yeah. it's, it, it makes it really easy. And you avoid some of those 30 point three return touchdown game situations because it balances more out. But you were at the 10th pick. Mm-hmm. You started with Austin Eckler. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I get your strategy 100%. I like your strategy because the top five went off the board, and you weren't going to be the first person to go quarterback in that next tier. You weren't. So you took Eckler. You were the third person, and you got Murray on the comeback. And then for everybody out there, Eckler, Murray, Aaron Jones, you went with the tight end. You got Kyle yeah. Pitts yeah. right after Mark Andrews and then Trevor Lawrence. So the one thing that you did – that I like Chris is not just the fact that you realize that your value is going to come probably somewhere else. You have solid quarterbacks. I actually really like your Kyle Murray, Trevor Lawrence duo, but you went Eckler and Jones and then Pitts. So now you have one of the best running back duos. You have one of the best tight ends. You have a lot of flyers at wide receiver. Admittedly, I think yeah. you'll agree with it. Marquise Brown, oh, yeah. Elijah Moore, Amari Cooper, Christian Kirk are your top four. Those are your, 
everybody would look at your team. Nobody would sit here and be like, oh, I really love Chris's wide receivers. They're sketchy no, wide receivers. I don't have a but, one. No. But here's what I'll say. Unless Eckler or Jones gets hurt, which is always a possibility. But if they don't, I just talked about it with Jeff on his show. You have a focus on the waiver wire now. You're not trying to yeah. chase running back and tight end. You're done with tight end. If Kyle Pitts goes yeah, down yeah. and gets hurt, you're done. Like you done. lost your edge. You're like you're yeah. not gonna be like, I'm not gonna find Kyle Pitts on the waiver wire. Yeah. At quarterback, you're solid. At running back, you're great. But now you're you you limited down your focus where now you can manage your fab and your expectations where you're not blowing up your fab by week five or six. And that's completely, by the way, play with fab too. You're not completely done by week five because you're chasing, chasing, chasing and chasing three positions. You, you have a focus. Yeah. And you know what? I, I figured that I would probably attack the running back position in the first couple of picks. You know, like you said, uh, by the time it got to Eckler, I thought maybe Jefferson and Cup fall to me at 10. Uh, you know, they didn't. So I was kind of in my head a little bit between Eckler and Chase, a little Derrick Henry. I really like Devontae Adams, too. And I, I just figured, you know, I'll take one of those four here and somebody will take Burrow. I'd be, I would have been happy with Burrow, Brady, Kyler, or Russ. And I actually have Kyler ranked ahead of those guys. So I was happy to get to get Kyler. And then I was thinking to myself when it came back to Jones, you know, you and I've had conversations. I'm a little, I'm a little uneasy about Debo Samuel returning value. Mike Evans, things have changed in my mind about Tampa's offense and Mike Evans and, and the offensive line and guys just falling. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to take a running back here. And I look across the board at everyone's like one, two punch. And I think I feel like I have one of the better one, two punches like Harris football. Henry and Williams is nice. Uh, Chubb and acres is, is a real nice combo and cook and Kamara to your current colleague, my former colleague and Beller. I like that one, two punch as well, but I feel like I have a pretty solid one-two punch at running back. You know, where I was back and forth, where I, I think what changed my draft, and it really does, when you draft a tight end that early and you pass on a wide receiver, that alpha wide receiver, it does kind of change the outlook. And you're right. When you look at the team, I'm breaking this down. It's like, wow, like I don't have an alpha wide receiver. Everybody else has a one. I mean, Sutton, Higgins, these guys are these guys could be ones. Keenan Allen, those those guys are ones. I could view Kyle Pitts as my well, wide receiver one, and I don't have Bogman to. Bogman has Whittle, Waddle, Whittle, Waddle, Whittle, Waddle, Waddle could be a one. Yeah, <laughs> that maybe, maybe not. But he attacked quarterback, quarterback, running back. So he kind of did the same thing. Uh, but he's maybe a little bit weaker at tight end. But yeah, that's that's kind of what happens when you take a tight end in the first couple of rounds and you pass on a wide receiver and you, and you like to get those running backs try to and. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I don't like very many running backs outside the top 20. So I want to get two of them. But I took some shots on some wide receivers. I kind of let the draft fall to me, Jake. Like, Cooper went as wide receiver 34. Wide receiver 34. Like, I'm not a huge Amari <laughs> fan. But at that point, my just... goodness, come on. And then taking, you know, MVS for some upside, Kirk for, you know, volume opportunity. It wasn't my goal to pair up Brown with with Kyler and Kirk with Lawrence. It just kind of worked out that way. But, you know, if Collins <laughs> or Alec stacky, Pierce, stacky. yeah, if Collins or Alec Pierce, if one of those guys pan out, 
here's you know, I, I want to touch on something real quick. Could be okay. It could work out for me. You brought up his name. Yeah. I've been talking about Amari Cooper nonstop, but yeah. I just want to bring up this is the easy correlation I'm going to make for everybody out there. Jacoby Brissett, we know, is playing the majority of the season. We know Jacoby mm-hmm. Brissett can't throw downfield. I joke and say, like, well, this is good news because he's not throwing down. But the, we're all going to sit here and say, if Amari Cooper plays 17 games, he's getting 120 to 130 targets, right? Potentially more. But that's that's a nice baseline, right? Yeah. Okay. 128 targets. Let's say he takes the 128 targets and turns it into 97 receptions because it's Jacoby Brissett. Only 831 yards because he can't even get downfield and nine touchdowns. That line, Juju Smith-Schuster, 2020. Wide receiver 18, wide receiver 26 in fantasy points per game. Even at wide receiver 26, even if you chop off three touchdowns, okay, that drops him down to wide receiver 25 and a little bit lower in points per game. The floor is there. You're buying Amari Cooper at his floor. People have been burned by Amari Cooper and this is why they hate him. And now I understand that you go percent, but like the floor is what, like you told me today, if I, there was Vegas bets on where do they finish in fantasy? I don't like playing full season bets. I usually take the unders because people are more likely yeah. to get hurt. You're, you're taking their hurt into your equation and you're yeah. getting that. But if you told me why receiver 34, higher or lower for Mark, I would just bet higher everywhere. Yeah, me too. And it's crazy. Nobody seems to like him. And there was some uncertainty at the quarterback position. Now we know it is going to be Jacoby unless they decide that they're going to maybe acquire Jimmy or or something like that. But I was thinking about him. Where was it? So Bateman went right before me and that really burned me. I would have been so thrilled with Bateman as my number two Mm -hmm. wide receiver having pits. Uh, And I was just thinking, wow, Godman or Bateman? Here we go. And then it went Godwin, Bateman. And then they did Elijah Moore. But I was thinking about Cooper. Just taking Isaiah Likely. (laughs) <laughs> and then I was thinking about Cooper there and then a couple picks. I don't pass. I pass on him. I go Elijah. And then it comes back and Cooper's still there. I'm like, you know what? I just kind of view it. And I see the comment from Casey on Brennan cooks. I kind of view it like that. I'm, I'm projecting volume opportunity. We talked about cooks top 20 wide receiver in each of the past two years, poor quarterback play, bad team. Uh, if we're looking at targets, target percentage, what's he's flirting with 27%. He's going to get 35% of his team's air yards. He's definitely going to be a top 30 wide receiver, at least as yes. opposed to a, a 34. So yeah, I don't have an alpha one, but I think that's okay. Cause I, cause I got pits, but I really think one of Collins or Pierce, I think one of two of those guys, um, I think they, they can break out Collins breakout season. So two more things in the comments that I do want to get to uh, real quick. I'm going to spell something. You pronounce it. Okay. Very simple. Oh, yeah. Sure. Pronounce. Pronounce. Yeah. T-A-B. Just pronounce it. T-A-B. Tab. Yeah. Like the soda. Remember the soda? Remember tab soda? Okay. (laughs) Pronounce C-A-B. Oh, you're you're in Canada. You might not have had tab soda. It's like tab soda. It's like pronounce pronounce C-A-B. Oh, cab. Are you making fun of my Canadian accent? No, 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 no. Hold on. Just stay, stay with me on this. Okay. Remember yeah. the car company? Pronounce S-A-A-B. Saab? Do you remember the car company? No, Saab. Saab. Oh, Saab. S-A-A-B. Yeah. Saab. Yes. Okay. I don't remember. Pronounce F-A-A-B. Oh, Fab. Fob. <laughs> F-A-B is Fab in the comments. That's why. Not to mention... F-A-A-B is redundant anyway. Free agent auction budget. It's free agent budget. It's fab. Yeah, I know. I so, know. like, if you want to get hung up on the pronunciation of 
fob versus fab, then just come with me to fab as it should be, and then drop the letter. It's the fob is F A A B. Sorry, there's just somebody fob. said it in here. I just wanted. To, I just get annoyed by it. like it's fob. <laughs> Nobody in the world except for people because they're just like fab. No, fab would be F A B. Anyway, yeah. the second point in here. It was a great Swedish car. Sobs. <laughs> by the way, uh, the other thing in here. I was surprised Nathan Katowski, he brought this up. I didn't see ja- – did I miss it? I didn't see Jameson Williams go. Um, yeah, I guess not. Did he not go? I, I see Jamal Williams, but I don't see Jameson I, Williams. I and the reason he said that the, is – Yeah, go ahead. The injured guys that you could stash immediately on IR, and as soon as yeah. waivers run, boom, extra lottery ticket. I, I, and I love that call, and I think we talked about it. I thought about doing it with Gus Edwards in the final pick in the 16th, and I went Marlon Mack. I thought about Edwards because he was just placed on Pup, and I was like, oh, I'll chuck him on there. I think the only reason I didn't do it is because I already had so many wide receivers. Like, I had seven at that point. Um, but, yeah, it's a, it's a fantastic strategy. I highly recommend it. Even if you're drafting today, this weekend, I don't even think you need to have a defense. Like, if you want to have a top five, sure. But, you know, injuries, unfortunately, may happen before week one, and – I would rather have like a, another piece on my roster. Like I'm, I'm hesitant to cut some of some random like running backs in deeper leagues that I know probably won't be a factor for me in the season. But if anything happens here, maybe like Mike Davis, I don't know. Like, do I care about this guy in one of my dynasty leagues? Probably not, but maybe he's going to get a work. Maybe he's going to get some work in the, in the first couple of weeks. Just have him on your roster instead of a defense. And if it, you know, if J.K. Dobbins is ready to go week one fully, then, you know, you can just make yeah. that swap. But, yeah, it's a good call. Well, you know, even if James Williams missed half the year, it's you're, he's on your yeah. IR. It's not yeah, like exactly. You know, it's not hurting you. Uh, for the question in there, Deshaun Watson went in the ninth round. Uh, somebody asked that. Deshaun Watson was between. Was pretty early. Yeah. It was between Mac Jones and Carson Wentz. Uh, Baker Mayfield still on the board. Zach Wilson, Mariota, Davis Mills, the other starting quarterbacks. And then the drop-off from there is the Pittsburgh guys and backups slash not playing. So, is the, Would you take Watson? I mean, I just don't see the No, point. he would be my third quarterback. He, he get, there's and the other issue with it. I know there's very few leagues out here that do this, so I'm not really speaking to you anyway, but the 99% of leagues don't let you. Suspended players don't go in the IR. You're absorbing right. a bench spot. And this I think the other aspect that people kind of lose in Superflex as a general strategy, if you're not playing Superflex, my home league, we added an extra bench spot, made it go from six to seven. Because in a Superflex, if you're trying to, like, it, it, I'm not trying to say, like, don't make people make tough decisions. I just threw a double negative in there. So hopefully you understood what I was trying to say. <laughs> I, I, I'm for tough decisions. But when you're in a Superflex, I'm not saying for the people that hoard quarterbacks, you know, the, but generally, we're already in a 12-team league. Four teams are going to have to play the, I hope somebody gets hurt or somebody loses their job. So people are stashing quarterbacks just to try and be competitive, and that's the difference here. So a lot of teams will have a third quarterback just wasting away on their bench. So it's kind of like you drop down to five bench spots. So I'm not taking my five bench spot drop down and using somebody who's just suspended for 10 freaking games. Like, just He's not, not. coming back till week 13. So, sure, like, if he if he makes the playoffs, and he probably will, I mean, is it Tozzy or t- how do you pronounce it? The Tozzy Bros. Is it the Tozzy Bros? Tozzy. Tozzy Bros? I was right first. So I was just yeah. choke on that. Great. Um, yeah. yeah <laughs> Tozzy Bros. Um, <laughs> the Tozzy Bros. 
uh, yeah, I mean, the g- dude sniped me all day, and I, I, I remember being in, uh, I remember meeting him in, um, in New York and Sirius and Super Sharp Guy. I think he was coming off a championship that year, but I was a little surprised with that pick because he's, like you said, he's hanging on in the uh, on your bench until week thirteen. So you're gonna have what two weeks before fantasy football playoffs Playoff start, and if anything happens to acres or edwards or just i think so much is going to happen from now and from week one to week 12 where who's the first guy that he cuts it may be him you know what i mean like it may yeah. be watson to to try to get I was, somebody i was about to know, give tazi's i was about to give him some credit because i know winston like buys into week 14 no no no. but I, I was gonna say that would be maybe the only way i would do it is if i took two quarterbacks with late buys late buys because yeah like week yeah. 13 14 actually i don't think there's is 13 thanksgiving and there's no 13s this year there's a 12 and then it skips to 13 to 14 I'm not totally sure I'm like i was to gonna take jacoby Brissett there i was gonna take jacoby as my third and then i'm no, thinking there's no 12 what, there's a 13 what, what so you could you could have done if you were the top like if you did murray winston or even ryan Murray, Winston, who else? I wouldn't want to do Wentz, but Mayfield, uh, you know, like Rodgers. You could come away with two quarterbacks past his bye. Yeah, or I guess so. And with their would... buys past the suspension coming back. <laughs> sure. <laughs> you understand. Yeah, you that. got some guys here that, that yeah, that have a, a week 14 bye. I, my th- I, you know, I don't have three quarterbacks. You know, I don't think everybody does. There's a couple here that have, have two. I was uh, thinking about Pickett there too, where I where I went Nico Collins. I just want to call him so bad that I'm like, ah, maybe I'll get Pickett on on the way back in like four picks, and he went uh, for the third. But at this point, whatever. Like Murray and and Lawrence, I'm just gonna play them all the way up until week eleven. You know, things will happen. Maybe I'll grab one of the Seattle boys for you know week eleven, or I'll just roll somebody else in in that flex spot. One of the Seattle boys, yeah. There's the what might be. Uh, a few more questions. So we got the we got two people asking about Jalen Waddle. No news, good news. There's just been a lot of quietness, and I think that's kind of – sometimes people get concerned when you aren't hearing because everybody's the best shape ever. Everybody's dominating practices. Everybody looks great. But because Miami's not doing a lot with their offense in the preseason, we're not seeing a lot. We haven't seen a lot of Tua, Tyreek, and Waddle. It's funny that like people are getting a little bit concerned about Waddle. Are you? Um, you know, there's a lot of waddle questions, I think, because people play in keeper leagues and some of their rules is like, you know, if you, you drafted a guy in the ninth round, you get to keep him for like a seventh. So I feel like waddles that, that guy, I have that decision in a couple of my leagues where he was a middle round pick, late round pick. And then now you can keep him at value, but I, I, I just, I'm not totally in, I, I think he's a really good player. I don't think two is going to chuck the ball all that much. I think at that point where he's going wide receiver, 17, 18, I don't know. I'd, I'd rather Sutton. I'd rather Allen Robinson. You know, Allen Robinson, the two in L.A. or two as the two in Miami. I like, just give me the the Rams offense. So I don't have t- too many concerns. I think he's a fine player, but man, you got Tyree Kill there now. So these guys both finished inside the top ten of targets last year. I don't think it'll be the case. If you, <laughs> I chuck a board to Fox. If you want to chuck it up and give your viewers a, a look, we're gonna. I got Randall coming on Mean Streets. Um, so it's okay. a board of the of hey. the picks. If you if you wanted to, it's up to you. I think I said I mean, we could do that. Yeah, we could do just Fox, like, if you have it. Tune you can, into you can check it tune, out. Tune, or that, or I was gonna say, tune into Mean Streets to plug yourself. Or tune into that. Way. We have yeah, just a look of the board to give people a bit of a feel. I know uh, Randall went quarterback heavy there. <laughs> Did he? 
All right, so there was one other thing I was going to talk about. <laughs> G-Man J, I'm currently in the best shape of my life. Not true at all. So I don't think I like any of ours. It's only going to get J- worse. Jay, man, saw some pics of you with uh, Sealy. Uh, no, you weren't. I don't think you were with Jake. I don't know if it was for your flex or for the uh, expo. Socks and sandals, dude. What's going on with you? Man? Oh, that's Come I on. retweeted that. Yeah, he he ran out of his hotel room door to go pick up some DoorDash. And, and you didn't think anybody still, would be looking and taking. You just never know who you're gonna run into. Never. Don't let it happen. Don't let somebody catch you <laughs> something that you don't want to get a picture taken of because <laughs> it happened. This there is one. Uh, now I want to look at. It. I'm trying to figure. Out. Here's the board, by the way. So there, there you, you go. go. There's you can see the red is the quarterbacks, so you can kind of see how much they came off the board pretty quick. And then, so here's the one strategy I wanted to ask you about, because you did it. You took Murray, Jones, Pitts, Lawrence. We talked about that. Fred Zinke was the only other one that did that. He was Mahomes, running back, Kelsey, wide receiver, Fields. The other person that took Andrews was Marcus, but he didn't take a second tight end until round seven. If you're in a super flex, unless the ball board kind of fell the way that it did to you, would you generally lean away from two quarterbacks and your tight end and a super flex in the first five rounds, or is it just the value is there for you? Or do you ever think about that? Because in a typical draft, we sit here and tell people, if you are going to go quarterback early in your home league and you take Patrick Mahomes because he's in the fourth, don't go Patrick Mahomes and then George Kittle back to back. Don't, don't take both, take one or the other. Does that change things up for you in the super flex? No, I, yeah, I agree with what you said there. Um, I, again, it's it's just really tough to like if you're going to attack tight end. I, I would I would say to avoid wide receiver, like in the first <laughs> you know few rounds, just to to get those running backs uh, in there. But you know, a lot of sharp guys in here. Right? I don't think there wasn't a lot of people that took two tight ends. Like you were like you were saying, like if Pitts goes down, I am screwed. Like no question. I mean, I spent a fourth round pick on this guy. I'm I'm heavily invested in him. Like David and Joku wasn't in, wasn't drafted. Uh, of course, our guy Brevin. Nobody seems to be on Brevin, so nobody's going to take him. But there's another guy like that you could have taken pretty late. But I don't know. I I like to try to get. I like to try to attack the running backs. Like we talked last week, let the draft kind of fall to you. People are going to take quarterbacks, and it, it it's going to create some value uh, at the running back position or at the wide receiver position if you wanted to go that go that route. But. Um, yeah, man, I, I, so, I don't know. I think you got to take two quarterbacks in the first four or five rounds. I remembered who I wanted to bring up here. Damian Pierce went 9-7. Now, this this is super flex, so you got to push down everybody at least a round, if not potentially yeah. two, by like how things will fall. So still middle seventh earliest, probably more like the 7-8 turn if you reflect this draft. Did, I, did, did we kind of push back on the hype? Like what happened here where Damian Pierce went this late? Because in my opinion... I'm looking at Damian Pierce, and in front of him, yeah, Rashad Penny's a hell of a lot of fun, but when's Ken Walker coming back? Uh, Ramondre Steven, timeshare. Clyde Edwards-Alaire, okay, sure. Tony Gibson, we now hate him. Apparently, the entire industry does. Josh <laughs> Jacobs, full-blown timeshare is the latest report that everybody and their brother is going to be involved in that backfield because that's what they do. The most interesting thing, and not coming for Fred Zinke, is that A.J. Dillon, sixth round, Damian Pierce, the ninth. Like, what happened? They like, And the interesting part about this, too, is the same team, Scott Pianowski, in the 12th round got Isaiah Pacheco, and the 11th got, round got Brian Robinson. Like, is, is His this, whole team no, is here, the buzzy squad, though. 
which is what's weird. And I'm not saying I'm not coming for Scott. I'm not coming for anybody in this draft. But is it possible that this draft reflects that the buzziest players may be buzzy, but when it comes push to shove, the quote unquote experts, the industry and out like the way this was drafted is how we really feel. Right. Yeah. No, I hear you. I hear what you're saying. Um, and I actually like Scott's team. I love the way that he started CMC Adams car. Like I, I really, really like that start. You know how I feel about car. Uh, but then I was, I was thinking about Pierce with Cooper as my third. And I thought maybe he would just fall. Like he went as RB 32. I have him as a top 30 running back. Uh, I, I agree with some of the names that you mentioned. I think I would rather have him over, over Penny and, you know what, maybe even Jacobs and, and Gibson. And I just think he's, I just think he's really going to be a workhorse running back for, for Houston and catching balls of the backfield. But then he did take a lot of those, a lot of those buzzy players. Like, and we like Schultz, <laughs> like he has a great team, but Pierce Robinson, Pacheco, Isaiah McKenzie, like all, these are all guys that have been talked about at length all summer long as guys that have continued to, to jump off draft but if, boards. And, but and, and I, I want to focus on the point here, Chris, is like if people are listening to us and they're listening to multiple podcasts, as should like we shouldn't be the only opinion we listen to. I mean, I should be, but the people shouldn't like grow grow your knowledge across all. There's great podcasts, there's great articles by everybody. Like to grow more knowledge, better. But if you're paying attention to these players, we talk about them. Serious XM people talk about them. You know, yeah. other. So you're saying he should have went early. Down. You're saying that some no, of these other no, what I'm saying, just jumped on him. No, no, no. What I'm saying is this. Is it is a potential downfall to the people listening to us for advice okay. that we talk about them on every single show. That's all we've talked about. Guys, say we, the industry. It's all we've talked about mm-hmm. because that's who we're talking about because they are buzzy, because they're interesting, because that's who people are asking about. But when you hear the name, even if we sit here and say, be reasonable, but you hear it, 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 that Pierce in your home league is going to go in the fifth round. Singletary, forget him for a second, but Brian Robinson is going to go in the sixth. Pacheco is going to go in the sixth. Like, but this is how it should be. But because everybody talks about him, it's not how it's going to happen. And we're, I don't want to say we're doing a disservice because we can't not talk about these players, but you get what I'm getting at here. Yeah, no, I do. Um, I, I think maybe just some people buy in, some people don't, but you, like, I don't know. We've, we've talked a lot about him. Like you said, he's, he is a buzzy player. I, I, I kind of thought maybe he'd fall a little bit more, to be honest. It, it just seems like some people are split. I don't know. Like, some people like him. Some people don't. Clearly, a few people on the left side of the board don't <laughs> like him as much. I think for where he went, I think, I think it's fair. But I, if you like him, I think you get him. I mean, Bob asked me that yesterday on Sirius about certain guys. You know, and, and especially buzzy guys. Like, do you reach? What? Wh- how do you draw that line? Do you reach on a guy? Do you wait on a guy? I think if you like Pierce, you got to be aggressive, right? I, th- I think you got to be aggressive. But to a you, point, got to grab him. To a point, yes. yeah. You don't want to be just... reaching ahead of like a Damian Harris, for example, right? But yeah, you, you get your guy. I, I don't know. I think so, the price is fair, actually. Interesting. I just noticed there's zero running backs in round seven. Not a single running I know, back. It's kind of the dead dead zone, right? And this where because you push him up, it's like the fifth, sixth turn. That's yeah. kind of where the, that fifth round is where. So before we get out of here, I, I did want to bring up rookie wide receivers. Um, 
Lauren's not a fan. I, I jokingly say Lauren's not a fan. She, yeah, she doesn't like rookies. Like, she, she doesn't like the hit rate of rookie wide receivers. But I wanted to bring up, because we had a couple real quick before we get out of here. Romeo Dubs, Dobbs, if we finally figure out, can somebody get a consensus on his name? Uh, Chris Olave, Alec Pierce. Yeah. I'm trying to think. There was one, George Pickens and David Bell. Those four. We're, before we get out of here, we did it yesterday, Chris, but you weren't around for it. Look. We'll make a list. I did a kind of. I just trying to do it quietly, nice. like because we're making a small list. Yeah. <laughs> that probably that was more like squeaking. That was like. Uh, a list. <laughs> I don't. I, I was going through puberty when I made a list there. Apparently, when <laughs> a list. Uh, you know what? Let's throw Wandell Robinson in here too. Those six. Did you write yeah. them down? Dobbs, Alec Pierce. You ready? You got these? Dobbs, yeah, Alex Dobbs, Pierce, Alec Pierce, Pickens, George Pickens, David Bell, Bell Wandell Robinson, yeah. and Chris Olave. Olave, yeah. How would you rank those sixth? I would go Olave, uh, Pierce, Pickens, Dobbs, Wandell, Bell. So you're not really buying. Like you're not buying Aaron Aaron Rodgers' love for Dobbs. Dobbs. I, I I am. It's really close. It's really close to me between him, Pierce, and Pickens. Um, there's no question. I just think, you know, lately we've really seen him jump ahead of Christian Watson, but, like, I don't know, man. Watson's pretty good. Like, I wouldn't be shocked if Watson was the guy. We've seen some moments from Dobbs. Like, he had a nice fade. There was a nice fade play where he caught the touchdown, but he also had two drops in that game, and Rodgers has talked about his drops. He talked about both guys, I think, earlier this week in a, in a press conference, and I think he pronounced it Dubs, but I think he Which also said his name which is cooler. I think he also said it in a different way in another presser. So I think he's learning himself as well. Uh, but you know what? Watson there, when it gets going, I think Watson over time will uh, will overtake him. And then you still got Tanya and you still got both backs who can catch Alan Lazard there as well. And it's going to, it's going to, we're going to start the season with him as the four. So like it may take a little bit of time, but yeah, man, like Alec Pierce could be the number two in that offense. I kind of expect him to. He's running two wide receiver sets already ahead of Paris Campbell. So I, I just think that there's maybe a clearer path for him to to have more volume and more opportunities. That's it's really close to me, but I I think out of all those guys, like Olave is a guy that's really moving up boards, right? Michael Thomas is already mm-hmm. dealing with something again. Like Olave is the guy dubs. that has the dubs. high ceiling. Dubs. dubs, dubs, is it dubs or yeah. dubs? Dubs. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Wu Tang. Dubs. <laughs> I watched the uh, was it Day Shift? It was pretty funny. Was it? You, you know, the, yeah, yeah. With, uh, I thought it was going to be hokier, but it was. It was just comedy mixed in. Anyway, yeah. Dave Franco, yeah. shout out! I laughed a lot at you. Well, well played in that. They definitely played the nerdy role very well. It was pretty funny. Anyway, I if it was dubs, <laughs> dubs. <laughs> no, I like because then you can throw up dubs. Like, like you throw it up to dubs and throw it up to dubs and like, yeah. This, it anyway, should be a celebration. I mean, he will probably no. score touchdowns. We like Dotson, too. I was just, you know, of course, there's other rookie wide receivers. Uh, Christian Watson, you mentioned. But I just it was those were the ones that kind of got some buzz from week two of the preseason, which we're kind of closing out for this episode. Week three of the preseason. By the way, it's the last preseason week, everybody. A reminder, this is it. Week three. Finally. Done. Let's go. Drafts. A lot of them probably happening this weekend. So make sure you are following Chris Meany at Chris Meany and over at FTN, which code all in gets you 20% off. You know I'm at all in kid. You can find my rankings, projections on The Athletic. If you haven't gotten them already, go over there. You get a discount offer. You can download them for the weekend. You can say I'm stupid and redo them yourself. And then guess what? You got your own little draft list there. We'll be on Twitter, too, helping you guys out. And we'll be back on Monday 
quick version recap do what we do we'll see you then t-shirts enter comments